Welcome to the 43rd edition of the Pro Wrestling Zone. I am Tiger Height. And I am Peanut Gallery. And we got... Whoa. If there was... If, number one, thank God there's not a pay-per-view because there is a lot to talk about oh, in this show. Yes. But let's start with some very small news in comparison. Yes. And then we'll go from there. So, um, Edge tore his triceps during the greatest wrestling match ever. Yep. The SummerSlam plans were changed. Yes. And it was confirmed that the tear in his arm was from a reshoot of a spot that McMahon did not like. Right. So, this is something that could have been easily avoided. Yes, this... Well, if it was live, there's nothing they could have done. But I don't. I don't mind if you pre-record it, but just pre-record it with the different angles, edit it, and call it a fucking day. Right. Edge and Randy Orton know how to pull off a really good wrestling match without the editing. Right. They've done it before. Yep. And this is. It was such an unnecessary change. So it was one of the RKO spots. Yes. Edge came off the ropes and was hit with an RKO, and one of those is where he tore his um, triceps. Right. Uh, he's going to be out base. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's done. Uh, yeah. And like I said, plans for, like he said, the plans for SummerSlam have changed. Um, to what I've heard, they're going to pull the trigger on the Randy Orton Tommaso Ciampa match for SummerSlam. Okay. So if that is the case, then it could end up better in the long run because everybody wants to see Tommaso Ciampa Randy Orton. Right. That, that match would be sweet. And we all know Tommaso Ciampa, with the number of neck injuries he's had, right. you know that his days are kind of numbered. There. Right. Might as, might as well get on that as much as possible right, right now. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move on. Chris Jericho took a very high interest on possibly bringing in Roman Reigns to AEW. Um, if that happens, WWE would be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, can you, um, you imagine? <laughs> um, with all of the media butthurt that we have seen from the WWE camp with him, you know, not wanting to do the WrestleMania match. And, and him, him taking himself out of the tapings for reasons that were just personal to him. Just like... Well, okay, his wife just gave birth to twins and they have a daughter. Right. Obviously... He would not leave them alone because that would be stupid. Right. Um, you know, it's just something that – and WWE took him out of everything. It's I know. Like, come it's like, on, have how... they mentioned him at all? No, they have not. They have, they have not mentioned him whatsoever. And it's so – you good? Yeah. Oh, and it's so ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, come on. Stop being so petty. Reigns is fine. Right. He, he made the decision that you gave him. Right. And he made it that decision. Right. So, I don't know. Right. It's it's all sorts of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, another Randy Orton news that Randy Orton really appreciated, and it'll be good for this guy's career. Austin Theory is mm -hmm. using a TKO as a finishing maneuver right. now. Um, he went to Randy Orton and asked permission to use... This move because the ending of the move is very right. similar to the RKO. Right. Uh, Orton said it was fine. Yep. And he really went out of his way. He's like, "Wow, I'm, I'm, I really appreciate that kind of right. um, respect." Yeah. 
Uh, Rainyard's worked a long time to get where he is now. Right. A uh, very constantly good worker, and I think Austin Theory realizes that getting on Orton's good side is probably the best than yeah. being on his bad yep, side. Yep, absolutely. So good on him. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Let's just have happy tickly things before the the hate. So um, WWE has instructed the crowd. So yes. WWE starting to bring back some some live crowd, like non-wrestling members. Yes. This is part of their plan to start bringing back the shows. But they made a comment about the mask wearing. I know that's, that is a hot thing, and, and there's a lot of evidence to support the fact that wearing a mask, especially if social distancing is not possible, is the best way to prevent the virus from spreading. Right. Um, so I would imagine that most jurisdictions, once they allow larger crowds to gather that masks will be required but wwe has instructed the crowd almost immediately that if you want to wear a mask don't come right it is uh, very irresponsible yes uh, obviously there has been somebody who tested positive for covid yep to my knowledge, it is the only person who has. Right. Um, obviously, we will continue with that story as it goes. But before um, with, we before we get with with this, oh. there have been major delays. Oh yes, yes. As a part of um, with that SmackDown tapings were pushed back a day. I think Raw. Was... We we haven't gotten so what so W a worker a professional wrestling performer someone from the performance center tested positive for COVID on yes. Monday. Yes. And so they had to cancel the tapings for Tuesday, and and try and reschedule and try and shuffle things around. Obviously, uh, according to a lot of wrestlers, it was chaos in the back. Yes, um, it just is not going very well. There's a lot of a lot of chaos going on right now, just in general. Right, but um, you know, with all the backstage stuff happening, yeah, you you're gonna have. And I think that Kevin Owens has even set, has even left. He Kevin did. Owens left. Um, he is not going to be at the tapings. He's going to be off of TV for a while right. because, once again, this is a volunteer basis. And I think Kevin Owens realizes that even if WWE does something weird, he's just going to fuck off and go to probably AEW or um, NJPW or something like that. He's like, but, my my health is more important right. than this bullshit. Right. So, so but apparently it it's um, the. Uh, this whole story brought out a lot of things. The most important being that WWE was actually not testing like yes, they said they, they were they doing. They did not do a single test, like an actual in-depth COVID test. They did the temperature check. Yep. And um, each person had to fill out like a little questionnaire. Yep. Like, oh, are you feeling blah, blah, blah? Are you doing blah, 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 blah? Now, right. it's it's a way of testing. And you know what? I at least have to give them that credit. But they should not. If they have the resources to do tests, they, they should do tests. They have the resources tests. to do tests. There are plenty of tests. Right. It's fine. Right. Um, The fact that this was not, and this was a non-issue. This could have been so easily avoided that it was ridiculous. Right. Uh, I mean, really, I don't have much else to say other than WWE is really, like, showing their hypocrisy. Right. And this stuff is not hard. If you're saying right. you're testing, test. Right. 
even people say, oh, we're just um, we're only doing the temperature check in the ear. People will be mad about it. Right. But at least you're being transparent. Why are you not being transparent? Right. And we'll get to transparency here in a little bit. But first, let's talk about our favorite fan. Our, um, our friend Armando Alejandro Montavo has shown back up on WWE despite court orders to stay away. So this is what happened. Armando, our God. friend, started a Facebook Live video. He walked from his house to the nearby WWE Performance Center like he has done in the past. The entire time, his, um, his, uh, his... Facebook Live. His, his Facebook Live was was towards him. So you couldn't see anybody else but him. And so he was just doing his usual rants and raves. Apparently, a couple of refer a number of referees approached them and what sounded like Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke. Now, Lacey Evans and Dana Brooke initially invited him to come in probably not knowing who this guy was right. and what his history was. Right. Um, but obviously he hurled insults and blah, 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 and then he left, he left got them, the area. He got really pissed off, and then they left. The cops, I right. believe, were called. I'm not sure if they did anything. Right. But I don't know if they did or not. Well, they should because, number one, he was on the property, and once again, right. he did the Facebook Live where he showed all of this. Right. And it's like, dude. Right. This th this guy needs to be put back in a hospital because he was in a psychiatric hospital there for a minute, but yep. he got out. Um, so we'll obviously keep following. I per I, I follow um, Armando Alejandro Montavo. I think his Facebook live streams are hilarious. Right. Like, they're really dangerous. This right. is very dangerous, and I don't condone anybody with this kind of behavior. This is going a little absurd. Right. But, you know, it, it's just like fodder for the show, and so, you know, I'm not going to obviously say yes to it, but, right. uh, you know, he'll be thrown in jail eventually. Right. Uh, obviously, you know, I don't blame Lacey Evans or Dana Brooke. I'm pretty sure WWE were trying to keep this guy under wraps with them. Right. For the safety of them, they don't want, you know, a confrontation of any kind with right. a performer. Um, obviously, they make their own personal choices. So don't obviously say anything to them that implied that they knew who this person was. Because they may have not. I, I, I watched the video. It was clear that they had no... They didn't yet... I don't think they had a clue... That this guy was Facebook live streaming. Right. So, you know, this guy has no life. Please yeah. do not condone this. And um, I will continue to follow it because... So, anyways, um, moving on from that, there's one last story that we want to touch on before we go on break. Yes. Um, now, originally, we were going to have the Drugs and Professional Wrestling be a two-parter. Yes. But a major, major story has come out that is so big... That is so big that it requires its own part. But right. before we get to that, let's talk about an update with regards to the class action lawsuit that was brought up by WWE from shareholders. Yes. So I believe this class action lawsuit was originally filed by the shareholders against WWE Vince McMahon, George A. Barrios, who I believe is the... Um, is a guy who basically works with the shareholders closely. McMahon only is on the calls every now and then. Right. And then Michael D. Wilson, who was the executive vice president of, I, if I'm not mistaking, um, uh, like PR. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. So the original filing for the lawsuit, 
I can't remember it like word for word, but it was for the misrepresentation of funds that led to the releases. Right. Um, earlier this year. That was the original one. But a development came about that added to this from a previous incident right. that the shareholders were not fully aware of what the dealings with Saudi Arabia and the Saudi Arabian government were. Right. Uh, the case is ongoing, so we are not sure exactly what they mean by that. But kind of what I'm thinking is that WWE did not disclose their full relationship with the government. With I don't think I don't think they knew about the governmental thing because right. um, WWE was working with that um, organization. But the directly. organization is funded by the government. Right, right. But to but what to what I have heard, they're the economic development council or yes, whatever. Yeah, that was the only relationship they had. They had no other relationship with the Saudi Arabian government right. outside of that. Right. Um. With everything that happened with the October thirty first charter flight from Atlantis Air. Um. Atlas Air. Atlas Air. Atlantis. Why did I say that? Wow. Aren't I drinking? I am. Anyway. Um. From what that came about, where they have confirmed that it was stopped because the government did not pay. Right. And there was a dispute. The problem with that was is that they were not aware that the government themselves were giving WWE more money. Right. The initial thing was from the uh, the cultural organization. Right. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how they did not know that. And I think, I mean, obviously, WWE needs to get their head out of their ass. They're making weird decisions. Yeah. Um, they're going after McMahon, Barrios, and Wilson, along with this lawsuit specifically. Right. Because they just don't want these guys to cut ties with WWE and fuck off. Right. Obviously, this is a their decision, not a corporate, not the corporate entity WWE decision. Right. Um, this is this is a really good lesson. If you're going to start a company or you're going to do this, be honest if you're going to be in the public eye, right. especially with shareholders. Right. It's not that difficult. Right. But WWE is making this incredibly difficult, and I personally find it fun because it's fodder for the show, which you can't Right. Hate. Anyway, <laughs> um, with that being said, we're going to um, talk about a very in-depth – we're going to talk about the standing out – um, just absolute blow up that's happening right now, or speaking out, uh, that's going on with abuse in professional wrestling, and then also we're gonna talk about drugs, uh, prescription, alcohol, blah 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 blah. So it's just gonna be a fun show, guys. Uh, we'll be right back after this break. And we are back. Try still trying to teach Tiger here how to speak in a podcast, but we're gonna roll I, with it. You know what? I try my best, and that's all that matters. Anyway, I'll be taking over the show now. Never, uh, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about what has been going on over the past couple of days. This is this story is so large and, and so all-encompassing yes and it involves so many wrestlers and co companies and all that that it it needs its own segment this right. is how big this is so do a rundown for us as to what this uh so, what this is all about what is going on how this started was a 
a female wrestler who I cannot remember the name of. She has deleted the tweets, but obviously when you delete the tweets, it stays on there forever. It doesn't matter. Right. She she had made accusations towards Legero about any about sexual misconduct. Yes. Apparently, to what I've heard, was that she was a trainee, mm-hmm. and he was sending um, lewd photos, asking for photos, being very hyper aggressive with a trainee. Okay. They're allegations, mm-hmm. and we are not saying for sure this happened. You take these seriously, right? But don't just outwardly believe them. Um, with another example that we're going to bring up later. Okay. Um. So from, from let's, there. So let's talk about then. Um. From there, how did we come up with that list that we have? Before we go into any of the specific wrestlers, so don't name them. We'll talk about a lot of them over the course of this. But how did we come to the knowledge of the extent of this? Um. These allegations. How did we come to know what the list was about? So the list came about because she had a lot of other trainees and this was a not a very prominent trainee for wrestling right but one that was very well known and very well liked so this was from the same a uh, group of individuals then. it was well it, it was it was from a same group of individuals who shared their own story and okay. then shared their own story and shared their own story it wasn't from the same person it right. wasn't it wasn't all it was from a group there were there were people who had well, no no i'm talking about the people that were abused not the abusers Yes. The people that were abused are a group of individuals who share stories. Yes. They well it, it was from one thread and it just kind of bloomed on their own personal like, one. Like a um you know, like one would do a text a text one or maybe even one on Reddit or whatever. Right. 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 Okay. It, it wasn't from all on the same thread. They just kind of sprouted out from right. that one person and then that per then Somebody from this group sees it. It's like a big spider web. It's like a right. spider web. Okay. Um, so let's talk about some of the wrestlers who have been involved in the abusing. Um, you have already named Legero. This is that was just the first of many. Yes. But some other prominent examples, and we'll talk about what happened to these individuals after we name the list. Right. Um, so um, Matt Riddle is coming up. Matt Matt Riddle was um, accused. Yep. I know that new we'll, Alex. We'll, we'll talk. About about riddles one because that one is very unique yeah we'll talk about also jack, jack gallagher jack gallagher we'll talk jordan devlin yep. jimmy havoc um um travis banks yep travis banks a couple of other uk superstars too I there believe. were there were a lot of them that were uk a lot tyler, of them, like, tyler bate I, actually had some accusations yeah. come out from him um i know that tessa blanchard also had some accusations come out against her yes um let's see who else was in that um, list there were a couple of other impact people too i can't remember them off the top of my head i believe there were over like 20 to what I have heard. Oh, Joey Ryan. Yes, Joey Ryan was a big one. Um, let's see. Oh god. Dave Christ was Dave another Christ, one. Yes. Who else did I who else did we not mention that I had? Jim Cornette. Jim the Jim, Cor- the Jim, yep, Cornette Jim Cornette and his wife, oh, which that one's a bigger example yep, we'll talk and then, about. Um just came out today, this is Saturday that we're uh doing this podcast, but new allegations against Velveteen Dream have mm-hmm. also come out. Uh which, Marty Scarroll oh, yep, as Marty well. Skerrill. So a lot of people So and in any case, a lot of people there have been there have been like over thirty five wrestlers at least to this point that have had accusations brought against right. them. So now let's talk about the individual companies and how they react. Let's start with WWE because they actually already had released 
Jack Gallagher, they release him pretty immediately. Yes, so WWE has stated that they are going to investigate every individual case of current WWE right. talent. If, if their internal investigations find that these stories are corroborated with evidence to their satisfaction, which I, I hate that, then they can they have the they have the right to terminate based based on the case. Right. So if they were found, they're suspended. If based on the severity of the case and what comes about it, they're fired. And right. WWE has the right to do that, which is fine because they do. Um, um I know that they're still gonna be investigating Matt Riddle. I you know, there there was a story today where Matt Riddle was out of the woods, but I guess he's still kind of in the woods a little so bit. So the the initial claim that this person made, I'm not gonna to go through it because then we'll be here right. forever with all of the allegations. Right. Um, but they, they but have, the initial proven... the initial allegation was proven false, but yes. then new allegations came out. Yes. We've already known about the problems facing the Velveteen Dream, um, but new allegations have come out for that as well. Yes. Um, apparently, Marty Scarroll was in doing inappropriate things with a 16 and 17 year old in England. I heard about that. Um, once again, that's England. The age of consent is different. It's weird. Don't get me wrong. And I think he's kind of a weirdo for doing that. If it's proven true, obviously. Right. Um, but there, and then I know that the uh, I know that the um, WWE UK team is going to be. Um, is going to have a internal meeting with regards because a lot of them are from WWE uh, NXT UK, so they're going to have an internal meeting on their own right. uh, with regards to these allegations as well. Uh, British wrestling was trending on Twitter in the United Kingdom for a while. That's how many of these people were actually in the British scene. Right. Um. It's a lot. Yeah. Now, so you know. So, how have other wrestling companies react? Let's talk about AEW because um, AEW has uh, their Joey Janela. Um, he is going actually. He voluntarily, or either he voluntarily did it, or uh, Tony Khan had offered to put him through counseling. Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, Jimmy Havoc, not no, Joey not Joey Janela. No, Jimmy Havoc. So Jimmy Havoc is going through counseling. So what? After so, so that, Jimmy Havoc's was unique because this was from a previous relationship. Yes, he admitted that there could have been something like that and he uh, he said that they've already talked about it. This right. is a response that I've heard a lot Oh, from you have? Too. Okay. Um, Liguero has done the same thing. Right. He said that he did he might have been a little hyper aggressive mm -hmm. with it and he said that this has been discussed and he apologized about it. Mm -hmm. Now, Obviously, we're not condoning this. Right. But guess what? If you're a man and you will, if you know you did it, it's better to at least admit it and apologize and move on than try to deny it. Right. Um. Oh, uh, Dave Lagana was a really big one yep. as well. Um. He has resigned from the NWA. Yes, I saw that. Production yep. staff. Which is kind of a big hit, but I think he kind of knows what he did. Right, so the NWA and Impact are all just taking it like one wrestler at a time. Yes. So there is a good... We're going to hear a lot of internal investigations happening with regards to these superstars. And we'll, we'll continue to follow it as it goes because this is a very serious thing. So what are your initial thoughts with regards to this? My stances on allegations have been clear in the past, and I'm going to continue to say it. Take allegations seriously. Listen to the people, but don't just automatically believe them. Right. The whole thing with Matt Riddle. This woman had the timeline all wrong. He wasn't even there. The people that were sleeping in the car even said Matt Riddle wasn't in that car. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. 
This is what happens when you just over-egg the pudding. You are believing them too soon. Right. Obviously, that's what happened it. with Enzo Amore. Right, Enzo Amore's. Enzo Amore had that sexual whatever come out, and he was fired immediately. Right. But then he ended up being innocent due to the lack of evidence. Right. And this woman's had a, this woman's had a history of doing this in the past. Right. We had this discussion. We're not saying don't believe them. I'm saying approach it like everything else. You need to investigate it. You need to make sure. Take it seriously. Right. But don't just outwardly believe them. Right. Um, and this is for anything. There right. have been there have been males who came out who have done the same thing. Right. Who have believed this. Right. And you know, it, thank God, one, it's coming out. Right. We know that wrestling has had this weird little mentality about this. When a woman says kind of kind of keeping it in the business kind right, of thing, right? You know, old school but, but kind this is, of crap. This is, this is kind of a thing that you a lot. I think a lot of people, even to now, don't understand. We don't know communication well, right? Um, luckily, our personal lives, we know communication. You know, when when Pina Gallery hits on a chick, and obviously she says no, he will know to stop pursuing that person, right? Because that's weird. Right. Don't pursue it when they obviously say no. And this goes for girls, too. If you're hitting on a dude and he's not interested, okay. Right. He ain't interested. Right. It's it's not hard. Right. Don't, don't send unsolicited messages. Just don't do it. That's weird. Don't send unsolicited dick pics either. Actually, don't send dick pics of any kind. This right. is weird. Don't. You know, don't put your hands on each other unless you like that shit. Unless it's a consensual relationship, don't do it. Right. I mean, like I said, I feel like the br this is this goes to a more of a overarching problem right. about communication and knowing when to stop. Right, but you don't think this is institutional in any way, right? Is is I think I think that's a good topic for a future episode. Is this kind of stuff institutional? I think there might be a part of this that there is an institutional thing about protecting the boys. Right, there is an institutional component to it. There is an institutional component to it, but professional wrestling in of itself should not be blamed for a culture right. that has fostered in this. This is a this is just something that happened that just happened. Right. And, and, you know, you and they have every right to speak out when things right. are Well, no, that's how you change things. Right. That's how you get these people in This is the one thing. You know, if this did happen to these people, and with Jack Gallagher, obviously there was enough evidence for WWE to either to release him. Right. They're like, we have, we are satisfied that these allegations, what you did to this person, were true, and we're not going to do it. Zero tolerance right. for that stuff, and that is where zero tolerance needs to go. Right. If it's proven that you did this, one hundred percent, investigate it. Right. Make sure that it's proven one hundred and ten percent. And if it is. Yes, zero tolerance. All right. Don't forget to pack a lunch. All right. So we will, of course, monitor this very closely. Mm -hmm. um, but when we come back from our break, we are going to be discussing drugs in professional wrestling. Hooray. So stay tuned for that fun stuff.
All right, and let's go to our main topic of the day. We're talking about drugs. Yeah, drugs. This is prescription, this is illegal, this is alcohol, and all of that fun stuff. So, give us a rundown on the history of drugs in professional wrestling. So... Professional wrestling is a very grueling sport, yes. and there have been there has been evidence of painkillers and all of that going through the industry. Um, it started back to what to the records that I could find. It started back in the '60s, right? Where um, you know this is when the culture of bigger guys got the main event started, right? Um, and also the fact that you know it was a grueling time, and they really did a lot to perform a ton and you know they're going territory to territory to territory a lot of travel a lot of hard work for not a lot of money right this is when wrestling was like pseudo there right um this is right before golden age so drugs were prevalent and it was right. it was even prevalent in the carny days uh, because these guys would trade oh god what was it it was um prescription medication between the different performers right uh, especially with, like, the fire breathers. I right. don't know how the fire breathers came into it, but I saw a lot of evidence of, like, uh, not, not necessarily, like, um, steroids. Right. Because a lot of them were very traditional in the wrestling, but they right. used a lot of very risky painkillers and also a lot of snake oil yeah. back in the day. So snake right. oil salesmen would go to these people and give them these snake oils that had like trace amounts of cocaine right. to alleviate some um, the pressure in right. the joints. So that's how it really started. Right. So, um, you know, obviously with, with the rise of steroid usage in the 80s, 70s, and 80s. And also, and, um, also um, uh, when they went through the South in the Carney days, another right. really fun one, uh, they would get moonshine ah. as payment. Ah. So um, that was another one that they started where they would pay them under the table with right. like little ounces of moonshine. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously with the way that the sport has been, obviously a lot of different sports have gone through their their trials, their testing. Um, you know, obviously baseball is a very famous example with all the drug trials that happened. Um, wrestling, of course, has its fair share of drug trials. But um, let's talk more about the rise of some of these, uh, the modern era. Like, what what kinds of drugs were very prevalent, I guess, post Post television introduction, because I know that steroid use increased a lot because, of course, the big guys on the big screen got the main event. Right, right. and Mr. McMahon still likes the big guys. Right, um, the World Bodybuilding Federation was something that really hurt a lot of the guys because you had people like Lex Luger, right, who looked just um, like freaking awesome. And then you had Hulk Hogan, who came out and said that right. steroids were injected. Um, there have been a lot of big trials as well, but we'll go into that later. Right. Uh, then painkillers started to go around because then at that time, wrestling, they had to wrestle more frequently. Right. So, and um, more touring, and there's not enough time for them to take a break, take a rest from right. the schedule. Um, they would take, uh, they would take drugs that would, um, hinder the, uh, necessary, uh, nervous system stuff for right. hunger. Right. They would do that. Also, it's, you know, it, it became really ugly around the 70s, 80s, though. Mm -hmm. That's when cocaine started to hit really big, especially because these wrestlers were celebrities. And right. they would go out and party and go to strip clubs and, and really do that kind of stuff. Yep, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Right, and that, that and 
Especially in wrestling, when wrestling right. was the bee's knees at the time, they were making right. so much money, right? And everybody knew them; they were they were celebrities, right? And so they got all the good stuff, right? <laughs> you know, they got the sex, they got a ton of alcohol. We're right. gonna we're gonna tack alcohol into this because it is very important to some of the examples exactly. that we're gonna do. Exactly. Um, so let's talk about some famous examples of these abusive behaviors going into some of these prominent matches. Now I'm talking like. Let's talk, like, for example, Jeff Hardy's Victory Road match. A yes. very famous incident where he went out and he was like, he so was what, high so and drunk, is, right? So this is what happened. He got to the building, like, very early in the morning, I believe, like yeah. 9, 10 o'clock. He left after, like, 12.30, and nobody knew where he was. He wasn't answering his phone. Right. And he even has come out and said he had no idea what happened. Right. Um, he showed back up, I think... Very soon before his actual match happened, I think he showed up right. like an hour before, so nothing was planned mm -hmm. as a part of the same Jeff Hardy match. Right. Um, he was dragged, physically dragged into there. They have uh, the thing is, is that he was pilled up to fuck. Oh, he was pilled. I thought yes. it was alcohol. No, he was pilled. They they believe that he was drunk, but it was definitely like a outside pill. Like, the eyes were dead eyes. Right. You can even see it in the replays. Right. Um, the referee, or he, they dragged him into gorilla position. Right. And the music was playing in Hardy to what I saw, or to what I heard. He was like stumbling. Like, he was like swaying back and forth, head down. His face was painted and everything. But then he got up and stumbled up the stairs, and he got into the ring. Nobody stopped him, and I blame right. I blame Bruce Pritchard for this because he was the producer on this show. This is the time when you have to ix the main event. I'm sorry, it's the main event, and I get it, but come on, that's that's embarrassing um, right. for the company. So, anyways, that was one. Let's talk about Kerry Von Erich. Um, Kerry Von Erich obviously had a very big history of drug abuse, mm -hmm. and especially when he got to WWF, it became a lot worse mm -hmm. because in WCC did he did he ever did he ever go into the ring or into a oh, match high or drunk? I think I think somebody said almost fifty percent of the time he okay. was pilled up to hell. Right. Um, there are a couple of matches where you can see like. His eyes were just... He was gone. Like, right. He wasn't there. Like, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. And it, it's... It, it, he was the steroid guy. He was steroids. He was um, pills. That right. Was, that was Kerry Von Erich. He was, right. He was not a drunk. And right. All, all of the Von Erichs had it, but especially when Kerry got to WWF, that's when it became bad. Right. Because when he was WCCW, his father ran it. Right. Um, so any other prominent examples that you can think of besides those two? So um, with wrestlers that went into the ring drunk, I believe X-Pac came out, especially in the early days of Impact ah. or TNA, hmm. he would um, shoot up uh, meth. Ah. Right, like, he would pull down his tights, shoot meth into his ass, and pull him up and go out and do a match. He oh. said that, that's how bad that got. Um, Road Dog has come out and said that he was drunk a couple of times yep. when he was wrestling. Uh, there was the uh, um, Alicia Fox incident at a live show right. where I believe it was Michael Hayes allowed her to go out there and she was I, I saw some footage of it she was really 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 drunk 
Yeah. Um, she's come out and said that she really was, and I think she actually went to AA, so good yeah. on her at the very least. Um, any other examples, though, that you can think of? Uh, nothing that really comes to mind. I'm pretty sure I'll get let us. Yeah, let us let us know in the comments I'm if sure you have I'm any sure other I'll get examples. Some, I'm sure I'll get some flack of, like, oh, this person had this, and this was this. How did you not know that? Are you? That's like, okay. There are, the, let's put it this way. There are many examples, but those are just some of the more prominent ones I think a lot of fans will know right. about. Right, and, you know, with... with and also the fact of that professional wrestling, I think there was a study that professional wrestling and professional wrestlers generally die of that more than any others, obviously with Eddie Guerrero. Right. Um, he was clean, but the effects were just too much. Right. So, you know, with the with the constrict with the constricted time frame that we're working with on the show, obviously there's a lot more that we can cover. Um, but let's talk about some of the uh, let's talk about the utilizing some of the problems of the past and storylines. Right. So uh, Jeff Hardy Let's let's use a well, very a very this is yeah, this is an example that is actually still ongoing right now. They are WWE is using Jeff Hardy's personal demons at within a storyline, and I've to, I've talked about the you know last week because obviously it was on the pay per view as to like what the morality of it was, and I still stand by it. But right. you know th that's a very prominent example of utilizing real life problems for. Storylines, right, right. Um, there it was Scott Hall in WCW where he his alcoholism was very much used. He would go right. into the ring with a drink in his hand. Um, there was a spot where he, um, so to what I've heard, I heard two different stories of this where he puked on Bischoff. I heard from Hall that it was fake. That it wasn't actually puke. It was just like green peas and corn essentially. He just chewed it up, had in his mouth, and to extend the storyline right. he would he would have he spit it at Bischoff and Bischoff said no it was definitely puke he was drunk as a skunk um so that was no, that was so grotesque. take of it what you will it's it, it, even watching it back it's really uncomfortable even yeah. 20 years after it's really uncomfortable right um there was Road Warrior Hawks alcoholism and we talked line. about that they talked about that the the uh, Road Warriors where he climbed episode. up on the Titantron right. and fell off of it and right where they talked yeah and if you watch the dark side of the ring that episode they do talk about that so i do encourage you to actually go and talk about it but um i guess to conclude what is um let's talk about the wellness policy um yes. and how that has changed the game as far as drug use abuse and and monitoring these signs and symptoms just to I close think, off the show of so to, for me personally obviously mcmahon had that very large steroid scandal in the early 90s right. where he was acquitted because there wasn't enough evidence to substantiate because hulk hogan their star the star witness on the opposition decided to disclose yeah you can't keep yeah there we go okay. <clears throat> anyway so obviously he was acquitted for that right uh the whole thing was jeff hardy got in a lot of trouble for that ecw had a ton of it but here's my thing the 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 wellness policy is a double-edged sword as a part of effectiveness right where um cm punk and i believe there were a couple of other wrestlers who came out and said that the wellness policy is just lip service to the effectiveness they mm -hmm. don't really care and you know when you take a concussion test which is a part of that wellness policy mm -hmm. that he could listen to music and still pass on it where he knows he has a concussion the best person would know that you'd have a fucking concussion is you you would think
Um, that obviously is very bad. And using Z-Packs all the time, which is another form of steroid. Right. It's a, it's a painkiller. And using that where they're, it's just totally, totally mismanaged. But then, for some weird reason, when something comes out that's outside of WWE's control, they really crank down on it. And when you don't file paperwork, it's against that policy. Right. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, so obviously the WWE is the most well-known wellness policy. Um, other companies don't have to disclose whether or not they have wellness no. policies because most of them are private entities, but I would assume that places like AEW and Impact have, have would, at least some kind of thing yeah. where they're not going to have somebody abusing the drugs. Right. Um, um, it, obviously, WWE is very well known and very well publicized because it is a public company and they've had very public trials to it. Right. But um, obviously, it sounds like the effectiveness is, is again, it's the double-edged sword. Obviously, the, t the wellness policy helped MVP with his – They didn't. he didn't even know he had an issue. But that's why he wears that nose thing across it's, the bridge oh of his God, nose. What was, what was that disease called? Where the it's um, like Wolf something syndrome. Yeah, it's or? Wolf something syndrome. He didn't even know he had it. Um, there was, uh, there was another really big one yeah. too where they didn't even know um, that there was like some kind of thing, and it was found because of the wellness policy. So the wellness policy can be good in a lot of cases. There might be there might need to be some kind of reform about it. And right. UFC uses USADA, right, which is fine, but USADA has been kind of weird about their bannings of things, yeah. and that's weird. So I think there needs to be another look at USADA and drug testing reform. Right, Which but I that think, obviously is not something that we cover on our channel. There's probably a political channel that does that. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a whole other bag of worms, which we can go into later, but um, that's drugs and wrestling. Uh, the um, basics. Let us know what your thoughts are. We will probably end up doing more, a more robust um, more robust uh, uh, look at it. Um, we might even look at individual wrestlers' profiles with regards to it because there's just so much information out there. But with the limited amount of time that we have, I just think that it's a good, it's a good topic to at least dive your head into if it's something that interests you. Right, exactly. Um, and obviously we are, the reason that we are doing the podcast podcast on Saturday instead of Sundays because Mothership is going to be in town tomorrow. So we will be preoccupied most likely. Right. Next week's topic, we don't have anything in the works yet, but there's no pay-per-view. So it's going to be a longer topic mm -hmm. and we will definitely let our fans know. Just follow us on social media and you will know what's going on. You, I already have some ideas and I'll announce it on our social media. So yes, follow all our social medias and keep up to date with that. And uh, become a patron because then you can watch the show with us and we sometimes – we pretty much get drunk most of the time because WWE is annoying. But yes, um, and as always, be majestic.